Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the latest out podcast, our NFL podcast. No guest this week. Not for the lack of trying, but the result is there's no guest. Just me and Paul going through the games from last week, games from this week, and uh, a little bit of extra from uh, talking about Thanksgiving. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Big one there is sharing the podcast. Share it around. If you've got an NFL fan in your life, send them this podcast. They're almost definitely going to thank you for it. Right. Here we go. Let's get started. This is CookieCast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Yes, indeed. Recording is indeed in progress. And for those of you watching us on YouTube, you will see that the faces staring back at you on your television screen are two of us, myself and Mr. Andrew Cook, which can tell you only one thing. It's time for the NFL podcast brought to you by good folks at the cookie cast podcast network and obviously the fact that there's just two faces in front of you means sadly no guest this week how are you doing mr cook how's everything going in 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 defense of the guest i uh i asked i asked the guest if they wanted to bring their week forward they said no i was like okay uh, and I didn't ask. I didn't ask the potential of the guest because technically not their week, so it just resulted in no guest. All will become clear next week when it won't be the guest we have to worry about. Other than that, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not so bad. Not so bad. A little tired for uh, for a change. Had a little. Had a little. Had to have a little nap. Before we uh, before we got started, uh, my uh, my wife had to wake me up uh, just to sort of uh, let me know that it was time to, to get started. Um, so, no guest, but we do have guest predictions, which obviously we'll go to when we get to week twelve. Before we get to week twelve, we have to go through the details of week eleven. On week eleven, we had not one but two guests. So for the, after a after a slew of weeks with no guests, we we were, were positively dripping with guests last week as Mark and James joined the podcast. Uh, Mark for his uh, second, third, possibly even fourth time since we've done the uh, American Football Podcast, but it was James's first time joining us for NFL-based nonsense. Uh, you may recognise Mark and James from a Formula One podcast, however, only available on the network. So, Mark and James came along, provided their predictions, as it were, for the Week 11 games. 14 games in total. Four, uh, sorry, 14. Yeah, 14 games in total. 14 points up for grabs. Um, finishing bottom of the pile with eight out of 14 selections correct. Not bad. Unfortunately for me, it was Paul Williams 
Um, what? I was let down by the Bengals not beating the Ravens. Probably due to someone injuring their wrist and therefore being out for the rest of the season. But I'm assuming we might come to that later on. Um, the Chargers not beating the Packers. The Commanders not beating the Giants. The Seahawks not beating the Rams. The Vikings not beating the Broncos. And the Chiefs not beating the Eagles. Mm. So that leaves three people for three places to contend with. Finishing. Joint first with nine of 14 selections correct. It is a three-way tie for Andy, Mark and James. Hang on a minute. How is that even mathematically possible? I, I didn't think it was. But obviously, James had picked enough games differently where, obviously... That is mental. It is pretty crazy. So, obviously, going off last week, Andy and Mark picked the exact same outcome in all 14 games. Um, James had picked slightly differently. So, in... in in the event of what we did, what we thought what might might need, uh, might be needed, it was a tiebreaker. I asked Andy and Mark to give me the total number of points got across the week. Um, as it turned out, James's uh, James's predictions were just just different enough, where there was enough of a, there was enough room for error, um, and uh, yes, he ended up with a nine of fourteen selections across the board for three people. Um, so Andy and Mark were let down by the Chargers not beating the Packers, the Commanders not beating the Giants, the Seahawks not beating the Rams, the, the Vikings not beating the Broncos, and the Chiefs not beating the Eagles. Whereas James was let down by the Bears not beating the Lions, the Cardinals not beating the Texans, the Titans not beating the Jags, the Raiders not beating the Dolphins, and the Seahawks not beating the Rams. All of his other selections were correct. Um, so yeah, it kind of uh, it kind of scuppered um, our our intention for having a tiebreaker, of which, as we've said before, was the total points scored uh, in the NFL Week Eleven. Uh, Mark had guessed at five hundred and thirty-two, Andy had guessed at five hundred and sixty. Uh, and uh, I hate to say it, Andy, but you would have been closest as uh, the total points scored was 579. So only 19 out. That's, that's pretty, uh, not bad. Pretty, uh, pretty decent. Um, so what's that done for the scores? Um, it's left me on one and a half points for the, uh, for the season so far. It's moved Andy onto four points for the season so far and moved the guest onto five and a half points for the season so far. So the week's rapidly move, uh, rapidly running out for, mm. for me. Um, but uh, it's looking more likely that Andy or the guest will end up being the uh, the winner of the, uh, the predictions from this particular season. Um, <clears throat> outside of the regular, uh, the regular game picks, there was... Of course, the side bet, um, which was which was picked up last week. Um, Andy Andy picked his four teams. I picked my four teams. 
Let's see how we got on with those. Um, Andy had picked the Cowboys to beat the Panthers. Very well done. The 49ers to beat the Buccaneers. Very well done. The Washington Commanders to beat the Jow. And the Los Angeles Chargers to beat the Pound. Two from two for Mr. Cook. He went into the week with 22 points from a possible 40 and moves to 24 from a possible 44. Mm. My four picks um, were the Detroit Lions to beat the Chicago Bears, the Miami Dolphins to beat the Las Vegas Raiders, the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Tennessee Titans. Can I get the clean sweep? The Seattle Seahawks to beat the Rams. Ah. Sadly, just the three points from the four games selected by myself. I started the okay. week on 28 points from a possible 40 and moved to 31 from a possible 44. Not all is, not all is lost. Not all is lost. That's not all is lost, as, as, as we saw last season. That can playing. change in the uh, in the drop of a hat, as it would seem. I I just take uh, twelve to fourteen weeks to get my eye in, and then I'm I'm good, and then I'm away, steady I, away from that point. Yeah, I find it I find it hilarious that obviously I'm uh, I'm ahead in the side bet, yet can't get a win in the actual game yeah. picks. Yeah, it, it must just be the spread. You can pick the spread, but. Yeah, I'm trying to work out if I've actually had a win. Oh no, I must have had a win because uh, I got a half in week five, and then I was uh, on to uh, yeah. one and a half in week six. So I must have had at least a win, mm. so to speak. Yeah, uh, that's week eleven done and dusted from a predictions side of things. However, this week I do understand there is a glorious return of the stats. So. Obviously, there were many apologies offered. Uh, so many apologies that, that were offered that were in the form of, do you want me to try and get the stats now while you're recording before the time you finish the recording? And I said, don't worry about it. We've got two guests to get through. Um, I have been assured with... Because um, I did the hilarious... Are these, are, the, are these stats from this year? And the response I got back was... Did you not read the uh, title of the email? And the title of the email is NFL Week 11 Stats 2023. Um, they're brought to us by the Stats Mistress, who was on the Bobby Ball this uh, this fine day and had it all done and dusted by lunchtime. Uh, they're brought to her by Nate Davis of USA Today. And there's a lot of them, and they're hefty. So let's dive in. First stat of your week is only four teams in the league have never reached the Super Bowl. The Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. If the season ended today, it doesn't. The entire quartet would qualify for the postseason. This is the first time all four of those clubs have had a winning record this late in the season. I don't know if you saw any of the the last time the Lions had this many wins and a comparison 
memes because oh my because obviously it was 1960 where the world was a very different place yes uh just just to clarify i uh, i saw um a, 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 a someone had um put an answer to that uh, particular stat in that the last time the lines were eight and two um black people couldn't walk into restaurants in america that's one of the ones i saw yes Yes. Yeah. Um, that is uh, quite remarkable, and obviously good that we've come a long way since that point in time. So, yes. Yeah. Stat number two for this week is also about the Lions. The Lions, who have never won the NFC North crown, nor ever hosted a playoff game at Ford Field, are 8-2. To start the season for the first time since what I've got here is 1962. I'm sure what I saw was 1960, so I'm not... It's in the 60s, let's put it that way. Again, going back to Detroit. In Detroit, quarterback Jared Goff overcame three interceptions in the first three quarters and engineered a 17-point final period as the Lions salvaged a 31-26 win against the Chicago Bears, putting his team alongside the Philadelphia Eagles and Baltimore Ravens as the league's only eight-win clubs. In any of recent history, can you imagine that that would have been a stat we would have talked about on the podcast? You put in, like, the Lions in the same sentence as the Eagles and the Ravens. It's mental. It is, it, is, it is a bit crazy, but obviously when you, when you sort of think about all that's had to happen for it to sort of become the case, then it is a bit wild because obviously it looked like the only chance that Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to be in Green Bay would have been that he would have been retired. And mm. Minnesota have always been that sort of like up and down franchise since I've been watching. Yeah. Um, and the Bears, you can tell what what they're ever going to do. So it was it was always a possibility, but uh, it would it would have taken a lot of things to come to fruition for it to be the case. So absolutely. Number four in Houston, breakout rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud threw for more uh, threw for three hundred and thirty six more yards. And a pair of touchdowns as the Texans improved to 6-4. and four, With a 21-16 defeat of the Arizona Cardinals. Sorry, James. Stroud matched Joe Burrow's rookie record with three consecutive games with at least 300 passing yards. Starting to get the feeling that he may be legit. And may want to find his way over to my fantasy team. Number five. Meanwhile, in Jacksonville, the Jaguars' Trevor Lawrence became the first player in team history with multiple passing and rushing touchdowns in the same game, as the AFC South leaders rebounded from an embarrassing Week Ten loss to lash the Tennessee Titans thirty-four to fourteen. I I know I always come back to it, but when I saw the Jaguars play live, it was the first time I went, this is actually a good team. They just, this was like last season, I was like, they're a good team, they've just had some really unfortunate games. 
This season, different story. Good team, good games. It, it was weird, didn't it? Because obviously they had that season where they got to the po- they got to the playoffs and they got mm. to what was it? Forty seconds or so of getting to the to the NFC uh, the AFC Championship game yeah. against the Patriots, and obviously they got braided. Um, yeah. But yeah. My final stat has to be a doozy, uh, and I'm seeing some uh, some interesting names in this one. Uh, number six, been a lot of great quarterbacks in the history of the San Francisco 49ers. Joe Montana, Steve Young, John Brody, Jeff Garcia, Alex Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Colin Kaepernick among them. Sunday... Brock Purdy became the first one to post a perfect 158.3 passer rating in a game that required at least 20 throws. Purdy torched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by completing 21 of 25 balls for 333 yards and 3 touchdowns in a 27-14 victory. Very good, very good. Uh, I'll hand over to you for more tasty stats. Thank you very much. So, leading on from the good quarterbacks, there haven't been a lot of great quarterbacks in the history of the New York Jets. They lost 32-6 to the retooled Buffalo Bills. Zach Wilson was benched in favour of quarterback three, Tim Boyle, on a day when the Jets went 0 for 11 on third downs. Jets head coach Robert Sala wasn't prepared to announce who would be behind centre when his team hosted the AFC East leading Miami Dolphins on Black Friday. I believe that may now have that changed. That has changed and that change has come out. That changed and said that Tim Boyle will be the starter. Yeah, yeah that changed yesterday where they said, Yeah, we're we're announcing it. Defensive player of the year, Dark Horse. <coughs> the Dallas Cowboys already have a former one in Stephen Gilmore at the cornerback position where injured All-Pro Tra- uh, Trayvon Diggs also seemed to be emerging as a potential candidate in future seasons. But who foresaw this campaign from sophomore corner Daron Bland, who tied the NFL record Sunday with his fourth pick six of the season? New York Giants undrafted rookie QB Tommy DeVito was sacked nine times Sunday, yet also threw a career-best three touchdowns against the Washington Commanders, notching his first NFL win in the process. Washington committed six turnovers, its most in a game since 2014, also against the Giants. New York had no giveaways on Sunday. Cowboys rookie kicker Brandon Aubrey has now converted all 21 of his field goal tries, a record to start a career in the NFL. Ironically, he missed his second <laughs> extra point of 2023 <coughs> on Sunday. What a damaging week for the AFC North, which was recently on track to become the first division to send all four of its members to the same postseason. But season-ending injuries to Deshaun Watson, the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals' Joe Burrow, and the Baltimore Ravens' tight end Mark Andrews suggest it's far more likely than just two of those teams will ultimately advance. It was a good Sunday, however, for Browns defensive end Miles Garrett, arguing the defensive player of the year frontrunner 
as he added another two sacks to push his league-leading total to 13. And my final stat of the week. Total yard, Sunday's Rams-Seahawks game. Seattle had 291. Los Angeles had 267. And all the combined penalty flags, 222. Wow. There were more combined infractions, 21, than points scored by either team in the 17-16 Rams victory. That is absolutely disgraceful. I know that penalty yardage is a bit of a strange one, because obviously pass interference flags and things like that obviously can skew that, because you could get a pass where... um, the guy like, like throws it from their own twenty, and if the if, and if the foul occurs at say like the opposition's thirty yard line, you've got what? I can't even do that maths. Fifty yards worth of penalty just in that one play. Yeah. So you can you can get large yardage on single plays and stuff like that. And it's not it's not like a combination of your sort of your usual ten yards here, five yards there and stuff like that, 15 yards for a personal foul, things like that, so, um, but still, over 200 yards of penalties is absolutely ridiculous. Um, that's it for the stats. Something that, um, something that's been, like, absolutely everywhere over the the last few days is, have, I presume you've seen the stuff about the, um, Chargers coach, just, People calling for him to be swiftly removed, um, and him basically doing a press conference after the game and just making everything ten times worse. I, I was saying to, I was saying to Leanne, I was like, they should, they should fire him just for the press conference. <laughs> well, like, what are you doing? And I'm not here to talk about the fans. All right, okay, because I can't imagine they, they matter at all. Um, so yeah, it, there was a lot of. A lot of memes going around as always. Um, yeah, uh, some something wrong in I was I was going to say San Diego, uh, not San Diego anymore. Uh, something wrong deep deep in the core of, uh, of the Chargers. I think the uh, they were saying basically the only decent player on that team at this point in time is Justin Herbert, and he is not a happy boy. No, um, no, I would certainly, uh, certainly echo that. So that's week 11, done and dusted. So week 12 looms large on the horizon. And this is one of the better weeks of the season. And it's Thanksgiving week. So obviously the first three games all will take place on Thursday. For the first time this season, we have a Black Friday game, which over here in the UK means that we'll get to see the Dolphins versus the Jets at a reasonable time on a Friday evening. So at 8pm, the Dolphins-Jets game will kick off. So rather than having to wait till the wee hours of the morning, we'll be able to watch a game at a nice, reasonable yep. time of the evening. Um, obviously, no guests, as you can see on the screen. But um, the stats mistress, whilst also providing us with the stats for this week, has, has stepped into the breach, so to speak, and has provided her picks for the games for the week. So we'll start. So, as we said, it's Thanksgiving Thursday. 
which means the Lions will be playing, as is the Thanksgiving the Thanksgiving custom. So the Packers at the Lions is our first game on Thanksgiving Thursday. And you'll all be shocked to hear that we've all taken the Lions to get the victory. That is the same case for the other Thanksgiving tradition, which is the Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving as well. They are at home to the Washington Commanders. And shockingly, we've all taken the Cowboys to get the win there. The third game of the Thanksgiving three-game slot is the one that rotates on a yearly on a yearly basis. This year they've gone for an interdivisional game between the 49ers and the Seahawks in Seattle. And shock horror, we've all taken the 49ers to get the win. Yeah. Yeah, we have. For the very first Black Friday game, obviously, as we said, it is the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. It's another interdivisional game, which all... I've just noticed all of the Thanksgiving and Black Friday games seem to be. I'm, I'm assuming that's a decision they took this season to, to keep it um, all sort of close, I would imagine. Um, shock horror, we've all taken the Dolphins to get the win in that one. Obviously, the Jets are... It's that sort of thing where they... Obviously, it's nice that they've got a couple of wins here and there, but... They kind of should have just lost to just put them, put the fans out of their misery again for a season. As soon as Rodgers went down, it, it, yeah, not not good, not good. So then we move to the Sunday slate of games, and we have the New Orleans Saints taking on the Atlanta Falcons. We've all backed the Saints to get the victory there. Um, another, all these games are divisional until we get to uh, until we get to one here. Um, so we've all taken the Saints in the, in the Saints Falcons game. The next game is our first game where we have a difference of opinion. So we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Myself and Andy have backed the Steelers to get the win here, whereas Leanne has taken the Bengals. Now, I, I don't know if you. I, I tried to I tried to give her a, another chance to pick that game again, and I did. Well, I even said the Joe Burrows less. Five and five Bengals and she Well you, you say this Andy but obviously the Steelers played the Browns with a backup quarterback at the weekend and lost so it's in Cincinnati so I have picked the Steelers but it's one of those ones where I wouldn't be surprised <sighs> if the Bengals got a win there obviously the Steelers today have sacked their yes. offensive coordinator as well yes they have so yeah. Stranger things have happened, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, the next uh, next game on the uh, on the list, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Me and Andy have both gone with the Jaguars on that one. Leanna's taken the Texans to get the win there. Um, the next game is our first game that doesn't involve divisional rivals, as it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travelling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Um, Split of opinion again. Andy, uh, Andy has taken the Colts, whereas myself and Leanne have taken the Buccaneers to get them in there. Um, next up, it's the Patriots taking on the New York Giants in New York. Um, myself and Andy have taken the Giants. Leanne has gone for the Patriots to get uh, only their second or third win of the season there. I, Bit of a surprise. I, I again, um, I, you know, I was like, are you? Are you sure about that? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she worked on the whole, oh, Belichick's never never lost 
however many it is now in a row because that got broken. So, did you did you hear the rumours? Belichick to uh, the Commanders. I hadn't heard that. I'd, I'd heard in the past though about um, the, the the possibility of him potentially going to uh, the Jets to finish what he started. 20 odd years ago before he actually went and took the job at the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, that's always um, been. There was always the, the chance that he would go back and be the Giants manager because he was an assistant of the Giants. Yeah. Um, one last game in the 6 o'clock slot uh, before we move to the late window, and that is the Los Angeles Rams. No, it's not. I don't tell, I tell a lie. It's the, it's the Carolina Panthers taking on the Tennessee Titans. Another one of the games probably to miss. And the Panthers are one and nine. The Titans are three and seven. Not one for the purists there. We have all taken the Titans. They get the win there. I think home field advantage and the fact that the Panthers are just a, a bit desperate at the minute would uh, would point to that one. The start of the nine o'clock slate of games sees the Rams at the Cardinals in another divisional matchup. Um, Andy's the only one who's backed the Rams in this one, whereas myself and Leanne have taken the Cardinals. Obviously, Kyler's back in the, back in the starting lineup, playing games again. The, uh, he, he got him looking competitive at the weekend, so mm-hmm. I've gone for the, me and Leanne have both gone for the Cardinals to carry that on. Um, we have the Cleveland Browns travelling to take on the, uh, apparently the form team in the NFL, in the in the Denver Broncos. Who would have ever thought that was the possibility? Yeah, I had to watch the game just to try and work out what is going on, and it was the same as last week. Russell Wilson's just like, well, if you guys aren't going to help me, I'll just do it myself, and <laughs> seems to be doing that. It's like, okay. Strange one. Um, but yeah, we've all backed the Broncos to, to carry on that. I think, obviously, the Browns down to... The bare bones. Obviously, yeah. the, the defense is stacked, uh, but offense was a little stu- was a little stunted on on Sunday against the Steelers. So I would imagine that the Broncos probably should just should just have enough for that one. Um, we've all backed the Chiefs to bounce back against the Raiders in Las Vegas. Um, up to a couple of weeks ago, and I said this next one was probably another one of those games where you'd say possibility of being a game of the season and a possible. Super Bowl preview where you've got the Buffalo Bills travelling to Philly to take on the Eagles. The Bills being six and five, or is it, is it six and five or is it five and five? Let me just double check. Six and five. So the Bills being six and five mm-hmm. has probably negated that somewhat and uh, it shows in the fact that we've all taken the Eagles to get the win there. <coughs> um, Two more games to go. The Sunday night football sees the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Los, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Shock horror. We've all taken the Ravens on that one. Like you said earlier, Chargers, something's not clicking. Um, the, I can't think of his first name. Herbert. Justin. Justin. Justin Herbert, thank you. Justin Herbert is trying to do it on his own he's not really got anyone that he can go to on a regular basis even even Austin Eckler was 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 down on his usual performance levels on Sunday um, just a bit of a unfortunately going probably going to go in the record books a bit of a lost season for the Chargers what could have been really mm-hmm. um, and the uh, the Monday Night Football 
sees the Chicago Bears taking on the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, we've all taken the Vikings to get the win in that one. No great surprise there. Um, so obviously because it's Thanksgiving week, no buys. All 16 games being played, all, 40, all 32 teams are in play. Um, no no same same results across the board, so no need for any tie breaks or anything like that. Obviously tune back in next week where we'll go through the results and who has got the win for the week, either myself, Mr Cook, or the stats mistress herself. That's the regular season. That's the regular games uh, gone through. All the all we have to do is for myself and Andy to pick our four games each for the side there. Um, but before we do that, we're just going to uh, step away, compose ourselves, and we'll come back at you with our side bet selections. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Recording in progress. Yes, the recording is indeed <laughs> back underway. So, as we said, the Week 12 game picks are in the books. That just leaves us with the arduous task of picking our four side bets for the week. Uh, obviously, Mr Cook is still behind in the overall race. So, again, I will let him either choose first or have me Select my first, uh, sorry, my first game in front of him. How would you like to play it this week? I'm going to take, I'm going to take the first pick this week, um, largely because I've looked through and there's a lot of like, oh, I think, I think that game's going to go that way, but it might not. Um, so because of that, I've decided to take the Miami Dolphins to beat the New York Jets as my first pick. It's a nice. Solid start. I will con- I will continue that solid start um, by going for the very first game of the week. I will take the Detroit Lions to best the Green Bay Packers. Now, obviously that might look like a bit of a potentially risky one, obviously as it's divisional rival on Thanksgiving, the world watching, but the Lions have looked strong all season, apart from that game where they got a bit of a, a whooping by the uh, by the Ravens. But other than that, I think they've looked very strong this season. Mm. So I'm, I'm pretty confident with the with the Lions getting the uh, getting the yeah, job done. Yeah, I'd have had a slice of that if it had uh, still been there. Keeping on a similar theme, I'm going to stick my second pick as the next game in the slot and I'm going to go straight I'm going to roll that Lions victory onto a Dallas Cowboys victory hopefully with them taking on the Washington Commanders on Thanksgiving as well so Lions Cowboys are my first two picks your next two selections please Mr Cook I would take the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Las Vegas Raiders I'll take the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Los Angeles Chargers. I maybe would have left the Ravens till one of the sort of last couple of picks. I think there are a couple more out there that might be a little bit more safe. But, yeah, I'd have certainly been looking at the Chiefs. 
do do. I will go for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm just all about Thanksgiving, clearly. Um, what do I want as my last game? Ooh. I'm saying about the uh, the Ravens being a pick that I'd probably left till the end. But now that I'm looking at it, there's not there's not that many that are that cut and dry. I'll go I'll go with the Titans because they're playing against the Panthers. But mm. I'm not gonna lie, I don't really like it because. Earlier in the season, the Panthers got their one and only win against the Texans. And I would very much put the Titans in that bracket of, yeah, they're probably one of those teams that you could sort of see the Panthers beating. And, um, you know, no one would probably bat an island if that was the case. Mm. Just your final selection to uh, to round us out then, Mr. Cook. There's not a lot of meat left on the bone. <coughs> and... Uh... What is left is very, very dubious, so I'm going to have to roll the dice on this one and take the Minnesota Vikings to beat the Chicago Bears. Um, Part of that is from a um, numbers perspective. Uh, The Vikings have got a higher number of wins, whereas the Bears haven't. Um, And I think, touch, touch wood, the... You know, even with that quick change at quarterback, the Vikings seem to be sort of getting locked in. So, I think that might be a okay pick. Yeah. So, there you go. So, the side bet for week 12, four selections for Mr. Cook are the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders, the Baltimore Ravens at the Los Angeles Chargers and the Minnesota Vikings at home to the Chicago Bears, whereas I have taken the Detroit Lions at home to the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys at home to the Washington Commanders, the 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks, those ones are all on Thanksgiving Thursday, and the Tennessee Titans at home to the Carolina Panthers. That's week 12, all predicted up, all side-betted up, all done and dusted. What I thought we'd just have a brief chat about before we end is the fact that it's Thanksgiving Thursday. You know, all those, all of our American brethren will be no doubt sitting down to a delicious turkey dinner with all the trimmings, all the cornbread, all the, you know sweet potato casserole and green beans and, and whatnot. So I, was, I just wondered if there was a over, obviously over here it doesn't start until the evening. I think the first game starts at around 5, 5.30. Do you do anything in particular? Do you have a, do you put a bit of a spread on for Thanksgiving or do you sort of like let it just go by the wayside? So previously we've done full-blown Thanksgiving. Invited our uh, American friend uh, got them to bring uh, a selection of delicious, delicious uh, treats and gone all out. Like, done done the true spread rather than a sit-down meal. Just like, uh, kind of more of a, a, a buffet style, but more traditional. Um, fired out the old pumpkin pie, which I think up till that year I'd never had. 
and then was like, I, I, I need to be in this. It's, it's delicious. Um, so we've done, we've done that way before we've done, Hey, let's all get together. Let's order some, um, some delicious takeaway and get stuck into the games. Um, but it fluctuates each year. I think the plan this year is um, <laughs> we always do that. Oh, we should we should get a takeaway, knowing full well that neither of us are going to cave on the takeaway ban. So it's like, oh, we'll just have a salad. Um, but it's very much a we're all about the football for for the Thanksgiving. So the unfortunately, in some ways, the food has fallen by the wayside. I imagine there'll be. Something ever so slightly different to normal, but what I can't tell you at this point in time. We've had about 15 different conversations ranging from all out Thanksgiving, takeaway, let's not bother. I don't know where it's going to land, and obviously it's two days away. So I think, I think we can probably work that one out. Um, but I know, I know you always, uh, always like to get a spread going. Yeah, it's it's changed over the years. Like, so it used to obviously be that we'd do the whole get get there. It depends, obviously, because it used to be more more people would get involved. Like, it used to be that we had we'd go to a friend's house and there was about you know ten or twelve of us would all descend there. We'd do like a big roast. I usually try to throw in something that had never been done before, like a little sort of like a, a side dish that obviously we don't have over here. So um, yams was the usual one. So that obviously you, you baked sweet potato with a little bit of like candied marshmallows and stuff on the top. Um, that happened one year. I, I did some sort of Jack Daniels glazed baked sweet potatoes at one point, and that was pretty good. Um, but a lot of those people have now moved away. Um, some to some to actually different different countries. Uh, so we're obviously not able to do the same thing anymore. Um, so just a smaller group of us now, and I think this year uh, we're just going to go back to the, the sort of like the basics, like maybe maybe get a, maybe get a different like, sort of meat or two, and then just have a little sort of smaller like roast dinner. I might have a go at doing some some bits to go with it that are a bit more sort of American-y. Um, but one idea I did, I did sort of throw out that, that kind of got shot down, was that we based the food around the teams that were playing. Mm. Obviously, um, the first game, obviously, you've got Green Bay versus Detroit. So the only thing I could think would be cheese. something something to do with like cheese for the Packers. And then for Detroit, you obviously get like Detroit style pizza. Yeah. But I've had Detroit style pizza in the past, and I'm not a fan. It's not up there. Isn't an awful lot of bread? Isn't Detroit where M and M's restaurant is? Quite possibly. So you could do spaghetti. Just you know, it's it's probably a bit of a long shot on that one. But yeah, could could do, could do some mom spaghetti and then just grate some cheese on the top. And that's yeah. your first game done and dusted. Yeah, 
job done. Obviously, the next game of the Washington Commanders versus the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I, I can't think of a single thing that Washington is famous for. No. So that'd all be on the Dallas and obviously the barbecue. Barbecue, absolutely. So that's that'd be fine. Slightly, slightly more challenging when it comes to the last game. Obviously, you've got San Francisco 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I don't think Seattle's famous for a particular type of cuisine. Um, although, to be fair, obviously Seattle is the home of Starbucks. And with the game taking place at 1.20 a.m., coffee would probably be the first thing on my mind at that point anyway. So that could be the Seattle element of it. And San Francisco... Wait. There's, there's probably some sort of sweets that's from there or something like that. So It'd probably have to be something fish-based because it's Bay Area, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose that would Speaking work. of yeah, yeah, fish-based, yeah, yeah. Washington's um, sort of most popular is um, crab. So crab cakes is a speciality from Washington that features the succulent meat of crab, a crustacean inhabiting the waters of the Pacific Ocean on the west coast of North America. Um, so you can ah, maybe tie the two together? That's, that's Washington State, though. So that's more like Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Whereas the Commanders is like D.C. So I suppose technically it's Maryland. Oh, so... you could go with avocado toast. Oh, T. Brizzle's favourite. Because that's uh, Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, so, like, I know that, I know that um, there's, a, there's a famous restaurant in Baltimore uh, called Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Um, and that's obviously Maryland. So, you could get away with it by doing something like that. Some sort of, uh, some sort of seafood, like clam bake, or some sort of, uh, like you say, crab cakes. So. But yeah, this, this, uh, this evening, we won't, we won't be going all out probably do some sort of roast and I'll probably have a go at making cornbread because I tried to make cornbread at least once a year so. yeah I've been trying to get the old uh, the old roast game down for the for the back end of the year I've been doing it in stages I need to uh, I need to fire, fire up the roast potatoes at some point just to make sure that they're on point because uh, I've, I've thrown out the, uh, the Yorkshire puddings a few times this year so far and they, they seem to be Still pretty good, so nice. Obviously, we'll be tuning in at some point to see who gets turkey leg at the end of the game. And gets you know biting into that on the uh, on the camera and stuff. Like that. Yeah, but yes, um, get in touch. Let us know what your uh, your particular Absolutely. Thanksgiving favourites are, and uh, anything you think we should try, and uh, maybe try and get us a bit of a staple over here. Um, I'd certainly be uh, well up for hearing and uh, giving stuff uh, stuff a try. Yeah, absolutely. That brings us to the end, ladies and gentlemen, of, of uh, Week 11's uh, Week 11's roundup and Week 12's uh, look forward predictions. All I have to do is obviously thank Mr. Cook for joining me uh, once again to uh, take you through the uh, the goings on, ins and outs and whatnot of the uh, of the NFL, and to uh, wish all of our American. Uh, Listeners and watchers, a very happy Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And anyone who celebrates from around the world, hope you have a lovely time. Hope you enjoy some delicious football 
alongside some delicious food. Uh, and join us again next week where the podcast will look a little different as I won't be here. I'm uh, nope. otherwise indisposed, sadly. So we'll be able to make it next week. But, I've, turned, um, uh, I've turned a guest into a host. That's uh, that's my superpower. Um, so yes, stuff. I've said to the guest, uh, you don't mind picking up the hosting duties instead of guesting, do you? Or both? And they're like, whatever. So yeah, be interesting. Yeah, Tune in next week, and uh, you know, let us know that it's uh, infinitely about eight times better than it would be if I was host. There you go. Thanks again, and we'll see you in about a week's time. Tati bye. Tati bye. So there we go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Another one gone. Another week of games gone. Another week of games to look forward to. Big thank you for joining us. Big thank you for watching and or listening. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Check out the website, thecookieascot.com. There we've got social media links and an email button and that way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. How awesome is that? So awesome. you got to like, share and subscribe.